dangerously close. Hey, Doug, I think we finally made it to our Airbnb. Yeah, man, this is the most haunted mansion in all of Tennessee. So, uh, hold up. Uh, Here's the uh, super... What's, what's called Super Airbnb host? Hello, dearies. It is I, Mrs. Buckingham, your Airbnb super host. Welcome. Hello, Mrs. Buckingham. Uh, we want to record a really awesome Halloween spectacular in your haunted mansion. Is that cool with you, or like what? Yeah. Do you have Wi-Fi? Yeah, like, yeah, I, what we, the fuck? we got a little lost, uh, and you didn't say it on the app. So, well, it's not up to me, is it? You'll have to ask them. <laughs> cool, man. Uh, um, so, do you have Wi-Fi or not? Only if you tell me four scary stories. <laughs> Welcome, Zuri McWhorter, <laughs> to the Halloween Spooktacular. Uh, 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 uh. The most terrifying <laughs> podcast the... on this side of the... Wait, I'm, I'm turning into a wrestler. So it's the second... Yes. Episode of the scariest podcast. Exactly. So, boys and ghouls, buckle up because Zuri's about to make you so scared. You Uh, might not be able to get off of the couch without a wet spot. Exactly. Or in your car, or if you're going for a jog, or whatever you're doing when you listen to podcasts. I don't know exactly what all that you're gonna pee yourself as well. i listen to most podcasts when i'm walking my dog which is (laughs) i pee my pants doing that anyway (laughs) zuri by the way this is zuri mcwater from episode 37 the most one of the most beloved guests we've ever had like people that's crazy fucking love you also uh editor of just milieu uh, sorry just milieu magazine i'm sorry i'm still working on my french (laughs) and uh Zuri, do you have a terrifying tale to tell? I mean, yeah. All Detroit right. is a scary place. Oh, yeah. So, it is. Anyway. But I'm going to tell you about the first time I heard a ghost and then the first time I saw a ghost. Oh, um, I'm okay. already scared. Yeah. I'm already so, scared. Hold me, Doug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I mentioned this before, but last time um, – I was talking about where I grew up. I grew up in the Cass Corridor and I grew up in this part of town where it's really industrial. There's like factories and stuff, welding houses, all sorts of stuff that is now something else. So one could only assume that the spirits of the people who were there are still there walking around and trying to figure out what to do with themselves. So the apartment building that I lived in, it's still running on boiler heat. It's got all these long, scary corridors. It's just, it's terrifying. Boiler heaters are terrifying. Boiler rooms are like just, yeah, quintessential terrifying. And they're, they're like, they're like, tink, 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 for like no fucking reason. We smell mm-hmm. weird things in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. sorry, sorry, sorry. We will not interrupt you again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, back in the day. When we were living in this apartment, me and my mom and my dad, you know, I would have problems sleeping. I'm a little baby. It's just, you know, 
I need a little comfort. So she would come to my room and she would rub my back. And she, this was years later when she would tell me that she would see this ghost. It was this man in all black. He had on a black brim hat and stringy hair. And he would just stand in the corner and watch us. And I was so little that I didn't see him. <laughs> you know, he yeah. like, he didn't bother me. But as I got older, I started to hear him walking around and his footsteps would be like, you know, if you have hard bottom shoes on hardwood floor, you're going to hear that shit. It's going to, like he that. would move really fast. Yeah, yeah. Just going through my shit <laughs> and I would wake up and things would be moved or stuff would be like turned over. But he didn't scare me at all. I think he was trying to entertain me because he was so fucking bored. Yeah. yeah. We don't have his name. I don't know his name. He never made any noise. He never talked to me, but he was definitely in that room. And though I couldn't see him, like I said, I could always hear him and I knew that he was in there. And since I've moved back into the same building, I've heard him walking around in my new apartment across <gasps> the hall. What? I know. What? You heard him in your new different apartment? In a different apartment. He's following me around. I think he's looking for my mama. Okay, Zuri, we gotta ask you this question like real quick because like, obviously I'm not familiar with the uh geography of Detroit. Yeah. So like yeah. what is like the first place you said you live? Because I don't know what that means, and also where you live now, because I don't know what that means either. Okay, well, yeah, the Cass Corridor is where uh downtown meets all the freeways. So, like, you know, downtown, you can see it from Canada, so it's on the water's edge. And then the closer you get into the residential areas, that's where Midtown pops up. Then you get on the freeways and then you go to the west side, the east side, the north side, all that shit. So I'm just like in the middle of where like all the industrial workers and all the rich people were living back in the day, like the 30s and the 20s and shit, right? Yeah. So all of the classic stories you get about Detroit happened between Midtown and Downtown because, you know, the city wasn't really developed yet. So, yeah, so there's my first story, the ghost in the apartment that's following me the fuck around all the time. But is he a friendly ghost? I believe so. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I mean, he's not not friendly. He's just kind of like, he doesn't have anything to do. Maybe he's just watching just, out for you. Oh, he's, yeah, he's going like, to yeah. that's where the bored ass ghost. <laughs> Cats right. all grown like, up. <laughs> he's, oh, yeah, he's just watching after me. You know, I'm an only child. I don't really have a lot to do. So then <clears throat> when it finally got scary is when I moved over here to the Southwest side. And if anybody is watching BMF, you know, the new 50 cent show about the drug dealers, that's the area that that's where, um, that's where her house is, all that. So there's a ghost in here. Her name is Tiny County. Her name is Tiny. She wears Tiny a silver coat. Wait, what? Silver What's her name? Tiny, Tiny County. Tiny County. Yep. Okay, that's a okay. that's quite a name. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's definitely a ghost name. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> she still gets Tiny mail County. here. It's, yeah. It's, I think that she was the first lady to live in this house. So she's just kind of like walking around. Yeah. So when I was in high school, um, this was the first time I got sleep paralysis too. <gasps> I was oh, in high school. I was laying in my bed. Oh, uh, she got inside of you. Horrible. <gasps> Oh, it wait, was horrible. You, you encountered Tiny County while having sleep paralysis. That really is terrifying. That, yeah, that's some shit that I for is real it? have experienced. And it is not funny and it is scary. But it is funny. But it's scary. it's so <laughs> scary. It's, I'm going to try to make it funny. So I'm laying in bed. It's like 
maybe four o'clock in the morning. It's pretty hot outside. And um, I open my eyes and she's standing over me. She's looming over me in her silver puffy coat and this hat that matches her coat. And she's not tiny. <laughs> she's not a tiny person. She's oh, kind of tall, to be honest. She had some girth. <clears throat> <laughs> but she was just standing over me. She was trying to choke me out, man. <gasps> and I don't know why. I want to I want to I want to assume it was because like coupled with just anxiety and insomnia, she had some sort of way into my spirit so that I could see her. But this house is old too, the house that I'm in right now. Like this is an old house. So I mean it creaks and shit and you hear stuff. So I never really thought anything of it. But until I met Tiny County and she was hovering over me like the nun. Oh no. And it felt like forever. I don't know if you've experienced this, but like sleep paralysis probably doesn't last that long. But I couldn't move any parts of my body. I could only have my eyes open. And I don't normally sleep on my back. So to wake up on my back not being able to move was so fucked up. And I mean, I haven't seen her since that day. This was probably 15 years ago, but like, I don't fuck around in this house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. I don't. I, <laughs> I, don't, I feel like when I spoke to you before on the podcast, like, like we talked like here and there, but we had one like, you know, serious conversation on the podcast, but like, uh, I used to be an, an, an not like I would do uh, lucid dreaming. It was a practice of mine. And I, you know, Ooh. to the point where like, I was, I was getting to the point where like, I was capable of lucid dreaming every night you know for extended periods of time but as most people know that really like do that practice sleep paralysis is one of the worst side effects of it and you're going to get it mm. all the it's the reason i quit doing it uh but i would have things in like the yeah nightmare type things where you'd wake up but like a nightmare would come back with you to the real world mm -hmm. yeah. the worst one i ever had i was i was camping in i think i was in fucking north carolina i was in a tent and I was having a cool lucid dream. And then I realized there was something like dark. I didn't want in the dream. And I was like, wake up, wake up, wake up. But I was par paralyzed in this tent. Oh no. Three other people were sleeping in that tent. And somehow, like, I thought I was screaming and like doing all kinds of shit. I wasn't doing anything for like, who knows yeah. how long <laughs> until I had yeah. a, I had a panic attack and a, like a, a hyperventilated and it woke me up. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like it's That's really exactly how it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never experienced sleep paralysis myself. I feel like we talked, I we touched on this last year a little bit on the last spooktacular. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we talked about it, and I was talking about how I'm an indigo child, and if you know what that is, but it's kind of like the same night terror. This shit that always scares me when we, this sort of thing comes up because I've experienced seeing, uh, you know, figures like you're talking about the man in the black hat, and then uh, just kind of spooky like uh yeah just ghosts floating around so yeah, yeah no that's you just i got chills you you freaked me out a little bit there Ziri. <laughs> i'm sorry no i mean that's the whole point it was so the original uh ghost is like uh what era is that ghost from you're right you know what that's a good question well, I, I just I like say, when I talked to you, like you said, do you talk to your your grandma about it a little bit? Like, and I thought, I thought maybe she might have some insight into like some of that. My mama, no, I talked to my mom about it, and oh. I assume that she she thinks he's probably like from the forties. Oh, that's just the by worst the way she was ghosts. describing his clothes and like his hair, because like you know people aren't really walking around in brimmed hats with long stringy hair anymore. <laughs> he should just look like an industrialist of some sort. 
So I'd say the 40s, between the 20s and the 40s. And I think Tiny was from like the 60s. Oh, cool. The 20s and 40s <laughs> would make a lot of sense. Just like I've, uh, I've only been to Detroit once, but I know that the whole history behind it getting uh, developed was all the motors or the um, like, like Ford motors originated yeah. there. Is that right? Uh -huh. Yep. And so I know there are a lot of uh, I've heard stories about how there are a lot of uh, accidents in those old factories. So I'm wondering yep. if it was one of those. Yeah, guys that's, that what, just that's got... the vibe I get. That's yeah. the vibe I get from him. He's like, like I said, his shoes, I could hear his shoes. And they were, yeah, they were like hard bottom steel, maybe like steel bottom or steel toe boots. And he's walking on these hard ass floors. It wasn't like he didn't have a job, he definitely had some sort of job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to speculate to do. and and I don't know a whole lot about Jimmy Hoffa or if he was in Detroit, but could it be Jimmy Hoffa? Because I think he got poured into concrete. Damn. Well, yeah, I don't think it's him. I don't okay. think he'd be in my apartment building. No, Jimmy Hoffa would probably be mean. <laughs> this guy sounds like he's pretty nice. He sounds yeah. like he was yeah, nice. like he's a Casper the friendly all grown up ghost or something. <laughs> Very grown. Casper the like, doesn't know what to do with himself. Goes, he's just gonna like, follow Zarya around. Gonna just mess with you with your toys or move, he's like, move your stuff around. He's like, oh damn it, she moved to another part of town. I gotta go bang pots and pans over in <laughs> the fucking <laughs> the financial district. I don't even know if you guys. Oh no, it's very got... small. So wait, I, I, I was trying to ask you earlier too. So have you seen him since then? Has he been around in your life? Does he still follow you? I mean, I equate anything scary that's going down in the apartment building to him. Like, okay. it could also be my dad. It could be anybody. Oh but he's, like, the only ghost that I know of that willingly shows up in different parts of the building. Oh, wow. <laughs> I so, think it's his building, to be honest. Maybe he owned the building and he just won't leave. I want to ask this just because our past conversations about uh, Quicken Loans trying to, like, yeah, you know, be a predatory loan company, just be like to be the new, you know, conglomerate trying to take over Detroit. Do you think there's any way we could like uh, get your ghost to go haunt the shit out of the Quicken Loans like offices, and <laughs> they all have to move out and go the fuck to some other city, <laughs> like go to Minneapolis? You know what? If, have a seance. <laughs> if they last that long, I don't have anything else to do. Uh, I know the area. I know how to get into the county we're building. <laughs> i'm just gonna put i've been reading some like um magic books lately that kind of freaked me out too i was kind of touching on before we started this today and um there are spells i've got oh, a couple spell books there's ways to like i'm in the i don't know i'm you gotta be really experienced from what i understand you gotta be really experienced to in this if you believe in that sort of thing to do yeah. this but there's definitely a way to so if you want to go after Quicken Books, let's harness old uh, industrial dude, seance him up and be like, hey, we got work for you if you're bored. Hey, <laughs> you're right. You're I, wanna, I got him in the bag. I want to say that recently <laughs> I just pulled some of the best sleight of hand magic that I've ever done on the spot. Didn't learn it from fucking YouTube or a book or anybody. I actually improvised it and I was so proud of it. So I wanted to say right now that if you like everyone in this conversation, if you guys want to possibly make like a catch me if you can kind of type thing where like we're like a magic group and then we like uh uh like you know not like magic mike no no catch me if you can oh okay 
That's the movie with like uh, you saw that. Where oh, like, Leonardo. Yeah, Leo, the four Leo. horsemen. No, with the fucking uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg, Isn't man, and uh, catch me if you can catch. Yeah, it's not. Did I say catch me if you can? You can it's catch me. Now you, you can. see that's, me. That's Leo and oh, Tom. Now you see me. Now you don't. I'm a oh, I have not seen that idiot. one. Oh, it's called Now You See Me, Don't You Don't. <laughs> anyway, I ruined that joke. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah, very yeah, yeah, confused. Yeah. I am so glad that I wasted the last few minutes of uh, <laughs> the time we have with you <laughs> saying that uh, Now You See Me, Now You Don't is Catch Me If You Can and that it's a movie about magic. <laughs> he went Leonardo DiCaprio. I was like, nah, man, it's about magic. I mean, Leo's pretty magical, though. He is. Uh, Zuri, once again, I got to say thank you for coming back to this podcast. Thank you for telling us scary stories. And I got chills. I think I'm, uh, you know, need to go grab a blanket and turn the lights up a little bit more. And I just want to say, anyone that has, uh, if you didn't hear Zuri's episode, (laughs) it's about episode 37. She is fantastic, amazing, one of the most interesting people I've ever met, and the editor of Just Milieu magazine and a poet and an artist and uh you know like maybe the poet laureate of our time maybe someday so <laughs> like I uh, hope so <laughs> well you got my vote if, if we're allowed to vote on it <laughs> thank you all right zuri uh thanks for coming on the halloween spectacular <laughs> absolutely anytime <laughs> bye zuri <laughs> bye Dude, I think the podcast is going really well, except for like this painting on the wall on this mansion is like the eyes are literally they're looking at me and I'm not imagining it. I feel the same way. I couldn't even pay attention to what Zuri had to say other than the ghost sucking her soul out of her body. Hello, dearie. Uh, what do you want? Do you need any? Tea or cookies? Uh, no, we're just like doing TikTok dances. That's what we're doing here. TikTok goes you can, the clock. You can go around the world. Don't be you scared. Can go. So tea? No, I think I think we're okay on tea. Yeah, we we have the TikTok. We're just doing the TikTok. We're yeah. just trying to do the TikTok. Hey, you know, you can Ms. go. We, you can Mrs. Just go. Belvedere, just leave us alone yeah. so I can drink my whiskey in peace. Goodbye, Miss Birmingham. As Thank you, you wish. Oh, shit, that was scary. All right, next up we have Tara. O'Brien. Welcome. Boys and ghouls. Boys and ghouls. Should I keep saying that? Yes. Nope. Vetoed. Vetoed. Absolutely not. No ghouls. No. uh, Before we hit record, we already (laughs) established that you are already coming from a haunted closet to begin with. I am from, I am I am broadcasting from a haunted closet. You already look kind of scared, and that's making me more scared. Uh, it's or is it just like you know what it is? It's it's all the ghosts of my dirty laundry. Oh, that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> ah! it should Tara, uh, do you have a scary story to tell? <laughs> uh, you know what, Doug? I I sure do. 
I sure do. I was going to give you guys a choice because I had a few, but I think um, this one's one of my favorites. It's a Friday the 13th (gasps) terror terror story. If you're ready for it. No. Okay. So I was in high school with my best friend in high school. It was a Friday the 13th. And for some reason, all of our other friends were doing something and it was just her and I, and I think her parents were out of town or, or it was something like that. But we decided we wanted to go see like one of these art house films. And I forget what movie it was, but we were like, you know what? Let's just the two of us go. And she had a car at the time. And I think I drove to her house and she had an old Subaru, a very old Subaru from like the eighties. And uh, so we're like, okay, we're going to go see this movie. So it starts out a very regular night. We go to this movie about like three quarters into the movie, the movie reel like goes and like cuts off. Right. And so they come on and they're like, unfortunately, like we don't, like we don't have another copy or whatever so we're like yo that, that happened to me at blitter witch project when i was a kid oh <gasps> that's far more terrifying yeah I went to blitter witch, when i was i was just, i was so little like, i don't think i was even allowed to be in i was so young and uh <gasps> we went to blitter, blitter witch project and i i also i was so you know young and naive i thought that it was real i was like oh this is a documentary uh and then well, it was for it was well, thought to be well, for a while yeah anyway yeah well i guess i wasn't the only one that thought it anyway halfway through the uh the doors of the like the emergency <gasps> doors blew open from the gust of wind and i no. was like it's the fucking blair witch <laughs> imagine my chagrin <laughs> when i found out that the blair witch project was nothing but hollywood shenanigans and magic it was it was it was good it, the shenanigans scared the shit out of me it, was, it yeah. scared everybody it was a really good attempt because i remember there was some controversy when it after uh afterwards that they they got busted for being fakes but i want to yeah. ask you this uh before you go on to um yes what? tara, tara, tara thank you jack thank you i'm sorry You're welcome. i'm sorry my bad um okay. tara before you go on i wanted just to set the set the escape where what city was this story in oh we were in this is the scariest part of the story reno nevada <gasps> oh my goodness i live right down the street from there oh he lives over where? there where well i live in chico but it's like three hours not even three hours away it's fucking difference that's, yeah. but that's there's a pretty, huge difference that's but, far yeah that's yeah, far yeah. from me well it's, it's not as far from being from nashville and being in chico <laughs> but also reno nevada that. i've been to reno <laughs> It's scary. a weird, weird place. Scary place. Yeah. You're about to get more scared of it. Okay, You're about good. To get more scared I, I, of it. Should I put on a diaper? So Zach, what you should do is you should set down your microphone and hold my hand. Okay. And let's take a ride. Yes. I like. I'd like terror. to. I'd like to see that. Terror. Um. So we are like, you know, we're we're teenage girls. I think we were probably 16 or 17. Friday the 13th. Oh, you guys are so romantic. That's adorable. <laughs> no, That's we're ad- scared. <laughs> Okay, fine, fair enough. So, anyways, it's Friday the thirteenth. This movie reel, and they kick us out. We're like, well, that's kind of creepy. Like, whatever, no big deal. And so we walk out of the casino, and there was just like this weird emptiness to the town that day. So we drive out of the movie theater. We turn around, and one of the big casinos, like, was in the middle of the town. Used to be, it's called the Grand Sierra now. And we were like driving away from it. As we drove by it. All of the exterior lights went off on the casino, like the whole thing. Oh, and we were like, shit. holy shit. Like, 
that was creepy right and so she's driving and i'm like turning around and the lights are not coming back on and we're like did something like in the world happen like we turn on the radio and we don't know what's going on so we're now freaking each other out completely um i think we so we're driving up to her house and she lived like on a hillside like up hills and they have eyes they had eyes it's reno of course they did so we start driving up the hill and her car is old and it starts going like do do do. So we're like, okay, that's creepy. And she's like, that's it's fine, it's old. We'll get up the hill. We're on the hillside and we're like literally at an angle. And she starts screaming bloody murder and jumps out of the car. She's driving. Okay. While it's moving. While it's moving. And, and you're I'm like, jeez. Like, and you're the passenger. What? what? I was a passenger. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. What's and she's she gets out of the car. And so of course, what do I do? I I jump out too because I don't know what the fuck is happening. Absolutely. Okay. And she, I she's in the middle of the street. It's it's nighttime, by the way. It's dark. It's nighttime. She's screaming and she's like, something hot and like viscous is like has like covered my foot and my foot is burning so like oil or gas or something shot through the gas pedal and was like like all over her foot right and she's screaming in the middle of the street and i'm like freaking out and so we, i was like we should probably get out of the middle of the street okay so we get out of the middle of the street and she's like we have to walk home we have to walk home she's like what about your car she's like i don't care about it <laughs> so, Hell okay? yeah. I've been there. so we like <laughs> i mean we don't lock it. We don't do anything. Like we grab our purses out of it. She's scared out of her mind that this car is like haunted or whatever. Okay. So it's about like, I would say it's probably three quarters of a mile of, or a mile to her house. Pitch black, Friday the 13th, lights off at the casino. Scary things are happening. So we're walking and we're like walking in the middle of the street because we don't want anything jumping out at us. And from nowhere, like we're just like walking and we're like, oh my God, oh my God. this dog comes out and starts fucking chasing us. Like Holy this shit. giant dog. Like I've never been scared of a dog in my life. And this dog was like going to kill us. Yeah. So we're running <laughs> like, up like, a, like a Mastiff or like, you, yeah. you recognize well, you know, it? Any kind of, any kind of like, like, like wild dog that's acting vicious is scary. Even when they're little. You would just yes. Scared. yes. So anyway, so somehow we like, I think we like dogs chasing us. I like turn around and scream at this dog. We start like throwing stuff at it and it stops. And then we run to her house. We get in. It's like, we're just terrified out of our minds. She's scared. We look at her foot. It's like totally like, like it's, it's all red and like blistery. It's super gross. Who knows what's happened? So, so. Oh my God. So, so like your foot got like, um, it's ectoplasm. Well, no, it wasn't ectoplasm. It was like some kind of like, uh, it was like oil or something. It's like, is I, that, I don't know. Is that bad for you? I mean, it's burning oil. But like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, well, anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, so I go, so I get to her house and um, and we're like, so I'm, I think I don't think I stayed there. I think I left her, by the way, because that's what a good friend I was. I was like, oh my god, I'm so scared. Whatever. So I go home. The next day, her dad calls my dad, and she he goes, he goes. So apparently, the girls got a little freaked out last night. Huh. And Ashley's car ends up in the front yard of our neighbor's house because she she didn't put it in a park. <laughs> oh shit! It just ro- rolled down a hill. <laughs> it just rolled down a hill in someone's yard. Ah, <laughs> oh, no. uh, that's basically the story. I know it's not super scary, but I remember being terrified. And I think my favorite part of it was we were so dumb and just teenage girls, and we literally left a car in the middle of the street. Didn't tell anybody, and the next day it rolls into someone's yard. <laughs> uh, again, I didn't have to 
drive a car out of somebody's front yard. So, but just know, like, this is a good tip for parents as you get, just know that these things will happen. Cause you know, we're the number one parent listen to podcasts <laughs> out there, right? Uh, I mean, oh. I, I, yeah, I don't, I know that's not the scariest of stories, but it scared me. Um, yeah. It was that or almost kidnapped. I almost got kidnapped when I was a kid, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that sounds way more terrifying. Well, I'm going to let you know. You got uh, time to tell that story if you want to. Okay. It, it'll be very quick. The reason I this wasn't as, like, at the front of my mind is because I think I was only five years old. So I have vague yes, recollections. I, I was vague. What? vague rec- yeah, I was vague. I only have, like, I, I have vague, like, flashes of what happened to me. Oh my so. God. So this is, by the way, by the way, this is in Auburn, California, Sacramento. At the time that oh, no, the, that, yeah. the, the the like Golden State Killer, known as like the East Area Rapist, was like making his rounds. Okay. Holy so shit. I know. So my parents, what? we moved. Yeah. My, my, we've moved to this new house in Auburn, California. I had a had feeling a big- Tara was going to bring like the most gnarly shit. And <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is too real this is like less like fun scary and like real scary this sounds more like uh, uh making a murderer use whatever that show is this is what it kind of sounds like you're getting into but go ahead yeah like, i've never okay. heard of the golden what'd you say it was called remind say the, it one more time the golden state killer golden state killer zach where have you been okay first he of lives all in california First of all, you should be aware of the gold. Well, he's first I'm of all. From Na- I've only been in California for a year. All right. Oh, okay. Well, I li- I'm is- from Nashville. Doug and I grew up together. Oh, okay. So I've only been in Chico, California for a little, about a year and a half. I've never heard of the Golden State Killer, but please, please educate me. Okay. So before they knew who he was, by the way, he's a cop. He turns <gasps> out to be a cop. He turns oh, out to duh. be a cop. So, but at the time, he was the East Area Rapist, okay? And he was going and he was raping women who and, like, tying up their kids and husbands and, like, making them watch. He was doing it at night, during the day. It was terrifying. It was terrible, right? So we lived in this area during this time. So my parents move us into this new house. Big backyard. I have a dog, okay? A dog that I love. And I'm in the backyard, and the dog is, is really enjoys digging holes, digging holes under the fence and getting out. And behind our house is like the forest, right? Like the, there's a dirt road and then the forest. So I'm with the dog. My parents are like unloading the car for groceries or whatever. I'm in the backyard playing with the dog. Dog digs a hole under the fence. I follow the dog. There is a, there's two people in a pickup truck who literally drive past me, take my dog and what? me and put me in their car. You got you got put in a car. Oh my god! Okay. With what? your dog. We, we, got, we, got, we, have, we have to go back a moment, just in case you missed this. Tara, how old were you when they this happened? I was like four or five. I was a I was a kid. Like and a they kidnapped you and your dog. Like, why would right. you want both? What a fucking. What kind I of- think my memory is they took the dog, and I was like, how? And they put her in the in the like truck bed, and I was like, that's my dog. And they're like, don't worry, we're gonna take you to the front of your house where your parents are okay so they Holy put me in lies the- lies absolute lies fucking lies oh so they God. put me in the truck bed my dad and mom quickly figure out the like i like there's no sign of me or the dog and they are like can you imagine as a parent that moment like you're like holy fuck and like either my dad or a neighbor is like <laughs> i think i just saw a truck drive down the back row and back of our houses so my dad, like turbo dad turns on, he runs to the garage, gets in his car 
And as my, my mom's like screaming, running down the street, my dad says he literally like by inches pulls in front of this truck, this truck. Cause it's basically, it was like a, he had to go around the cul-de-sac behind all the houses to get back out onto the main road. And my dad said, it was like within seconds, I would have been gone. And so he pulls in front of this truck, pulls in front of this truck, jumps out. And he like, it's like, oh my, you know, gets me, gets the dog. And these guys are like, whoa, 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 man. We were just trying to like, you know, you know, get her Holy. to the house. Like, but no, they were going to actively, I was almost actively a like uh, missing child. You're going to be sold in like, shit. as dark as it sounds, child sex slavery kind of shit. That's yeah. fucking terrible. Luckily, you had a real dad, like a real motherfucker as a dad to yeah. cut down the back dirt alleyway or whatever it was to cut off this truck. And those guys could have killed him, too. Absolutely. But we don't know what was in that truck. At least he's a real, real motherfucker that came after yeah. Let's see. Saw it. That's 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 well. Oh, that's terrifying. I would say that uh, yeah. one of the one of the miracles in the world we live in today is that Tara's dad fucking got up ahead of this shit. And I, in my own imagination, like to believe that he did a Liam Neeson and at least throat punched at least one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Go, I hope so. Did they go to jail and these fucking guys go to jail or? Yeah. What was no. the end result? I oh, think my no. dad was just like. Thank God it's my child and give me yeah. my fucking dog also. Yeah. And yeah. like get, get out. Get the fuck out. And yeah. but I did I that was a question I've never asked my dad, but I should have like, did you get the license plate, Dad? Did you maybe yeah. like call it in like these two dudes in a truck just kidnapped your like four or five year old or attempted oh my to? Goodness. Yeah. And I hate no, to wait. say it, but back then, like I was a little blonde, blue, you know, blonde haired, blue eyed little that was like prime suspect for the east uh, valley rapist she was just like holy give me yeah all those that's definitely terrible. Tara, so wait, you... auburn auburn is in between uh sac and chico is that right it's between uh sacramento and reno it's on the 80s it's, it's basically a, it's a, a suburb grass valley area almost it's a suburb yeah on the way to lake placerville it's the suburb of sacramento okay yeah so I I was just wondering because you know um, up in Humboldt I think it's Humboldt or Reading there, it's there's an undisclosed area called Murder Mountain. No, I have heard of this. I have heard uh, of this. That's from last I don't want to. I don't want to. Did, did I talk about that last year? Well, uh, Ramsey did La last year. We, so this podcast has existed for over a year. Congratulations! Uh, that's thank exciting. Thank you so much. This is the second Halloween spectacular, and last year we had Ramsey on, who did he? That's what it was. And yeah. he yeah, he he lived on Murder Mountain. And had a crazy story about the uh, some fucking sketchy dude that stole his chains yeah. from his house, and then the guy. I don't Did you know they showed they showed up um, back on his his truck somehow. So the I think if I remember the story correctly, Ramsey had this truck that he with a bunch of chains. They left, and then the chains somehow showed up on his front porch. <gasps> And what without, happened with the, the worst? What's the DNA that's on those well, chains? The the guy that stole the chains was murdered. Yeah, but the chains reappeared back on Ramsey's <gasps> porch while he was living on. Uh, After dude was more murdered because he was, you know, he's a, it's a, it's like a, it's you wouldn't think this about weed and shit like it's just like a bunch of weed farm shit, but like yeah, uh, there's like a lot of like uh, I guess a lot of dark shit that yeah, goes on like up the, there like. It's always it's like it's not mob shit. They're like they're not like they're not like the mafia. It's like everyone's just growing weed farms, but like greed and yeah. uh, 
and just the kind of people it attracts you get a lot of fucking murders and yeah. yeah well it's called murder mountain for a reason because cops don't go up there anyway we're getting off topic i was i was i was, <laughs> I was asking you that question because i was i wasn't sure I, where auburn was exactly i know i've seen like road signs for it or whatnot but i was wondering if it was closer to there because we had this story last year mm. so but that's uh, it's it's south of reading and all. it's south of all of that yeah well either way that you you getting snatched up by the possible east backwoods Coast or whatever who knows who knows luckily your dad's a badass yeah. and came and got you i want to say like uh legitimately me and zach co-hosting episode etiquette as always uh you tell us a story about how you were <laughs> abducted by potentially one of the, like like a serial monster and we immediately go like hey we know a story about a guy that had a, <laughs> a, a he used to sell weed but then he died <laughs> well no i was wondering if it was in the same area as why i was asking because there's yeah. a lot of weird shit. And chico chico's pretty kind of creepy too um yeah. but i was just i was curious if i needed to worry about being in that area <laughs> oh hey i didn't tell you super what? exciting news uh this podcast just got ranked like in the top five percent of podcasts, like globally in the world. There's a yeah. website you can like aggregate and like yeah. So oh like, yeah! Congratulations. Like, so well, thank you. I, I don't. I'm not sure that it means that I'm great. I think it ma- means that there's just like an in, an absurd number of hundreds of millions of podcasts that are worse than mine. Tara was on episode 19, and mm-hmm. you know I can't thank you enough from back. You know, like when I was just like just a young little sprout tara is probably the most talented sketch comedy artist i've ever met in my entire life that's very nice has worked closely with conan o'brien making like funny ass Mm. awesome ass shit uh i mean i could just continue to name like celebrities that you work with but that would be distasteful name drop let me sweep up all these names hold on okay. right. we, got, we got we got key and peel we got tosh.0 mm-hmm. and also can you believe what the world would have been robbed of if your dad hadn't uh saved you from uh from the east coast yeah, they got really really fucking dark Golden coast the what do you, you gotta tell me again i already forget East Valley, East, East, East area, East area rapist, East, East area, area rapist. rapist. Uh-huh. God uh-huh. damn, this is like- and he was a cop. It turns out that cop. he was a cop and then he was a cop because back then they didn't have like tracking. He was a cop in all these different areas. And then he went down to SoCal, by the way, and he did other murders and he became I think he was like the Hillside String. I don't think he was the Hillside Strangler. I don't remember. He's a bad dude. Guess no, what, though? Duh. He got caught and he's dead. I think he's dead. good. He's old. So, uh, well, I um, hope he died a slow, painful death, too. Not slow enough, but yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, yeah. Tara. That guy sucks. I have to say, <laughs> that was the spookiest story I've ever heard about Tara. <laughs> that <laughs> was really, yeah. I keep, I keep reverting and to it my- It makes my... it worse <laughs> that you're in your closet telling it to us right now. I'm like, what the hell? Tara, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, please- Tell your friends at Cinema Craptaculous with your oh, podcast, which is fan yes. fucking tastic. You guys are thank you. You are amazing. Silly if you does. ever thank need you. a dude that's kind of like me, which I mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of like fall into the category of someone who has seen a lot of action films and okay action, okay anything. Dude, well, we've I'm, we've started Madison a- County. I don't I don't give a fuck. 
We've started a new uh, new one uh, called The Real Debate, which you may or may not have listened yet. And we have in guests to come on and either support their position on a particular movie or judge us. So I'll tell Dave. Tara, you were awesome to talk to. It was very nice meeting you. Bye, Tara. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Good luck. Thanks. Bye. fuck was that man oh what the hell dude God i don't damn it what's going on man i knew we were in a haunted well, mansion but i mean where's this the fucking airbnb host i don't know she's supposed to be a super host but i i'm not seeing it so far you rang ah uh, uh, oh shit where'd you uh, come from yeah we're trying to do a podcast and oh a podcast is that like a seance? Yeah, it's like a seance. Like, what are you even doing oh. here now? <laughs> well, the moon is full, and so we shall all serve the Lord of the Dark. Anyway, I will see you all oh, soon. Uh, awesome. Anyway, I have to like uh, go ahead and put our next guest on. So thanks. Um, yeah. Anyway, bye. Uh, bye. Let's bring Satan into this. I would like to introduce Stan to Lewis to the Halloween Spooktacular. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Most terrifying podcast episode on the planet. So Stan to Lewis, if you if you can recall, was the guest from episode twenty two. Do you have a terrifying tale to tell? Um, scary. Well, listen, when you grow up black in New York, everything is scary. Uh, oh well, I got well, <laughs> I don't do that. Okay, here's a scary story. Depending on your perspective, uh, I got I once got pulled over in a Wendy's drive-thru. In a Wendy's drive-thru, like yeah. while you were like while you were like, in line ordering food. I was in the I was in a car. Yeah, and the cop was behind you in line, like ordering his own like fucking nah, double or whatever. So, <laughs> uh, I, was, I was in college. Uh, so for for context. Uh, at the time, I went to college in Long Island, and um, it, we had, it was a bunch of us. We were all friends, and the the guy driving the car, he was driving like an old, like an older Crown Victoria, and those are typically used as cop cars. So, like when he used to drive, like like undercover cops would give us weird looks. Um, but he was his dad and his uncles were all were all cops and retired cops and things like that. So. He's from Long Island. Uh, the guy in the front passenger side, he's you know a friend of ours from Brooklyn. The guy next to me in the car in the back was from the Bronx, and I'm from Queens. So we were, we were like, all right, let's go see a movie. We decided to go to the Bronx to see a movie. And uh, we're, we're in the Wendy's drive-thru. We decided, all right, we have time, so we'll get food. We're not going to spend $13 on popcorn. So we're, <laughs> we're in the Wendy's drive We already ordered. And a cop, an undercover cop car pulls up on our right. And we roll down the window and they're like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, uh, getting Wendy's. And they're like, <laughs> what, what, like, what does it look like I'm doing right now? I'm not sure what else, I'm not sure what else we could possibly <laughs> be doing here. So. But no, it was, a, it was an undercover cop. He wasn't even in a real cop yeah, car. Undercover, undercover cop. It was two of them. Yeah. Uh, so they, they were like, hey, do, do us a favor. When you get your food, pull out and pull over. We're like, all right, that's weird, but okay. 
uh, we're all minorities in the car, so we're, you know we we know better. So uh, we pull out, get our food, we get our food, pull out, we pull over, and then they tell us to get out of the car. They start searching us, and I've always been a bit of a smartass, so uh, yeah, the yeah, cop starts like <laughs> searching me. He's like searching the car, and like the three of us that weren't driving, that grew up in the five boroughs, we know the drill. The guy from Long Island, despite being uh, you know black. Like he didn't, he didn't, he never had to deal with stuff like this. So we knew the deal. Like I said, I'm a bit of a smart ass. The, the cop starts like patting me down and he's like, is there anything in your pockets that's going to stick me? And I'm trying to, I'm trying to defuse the situation because my, how I deal with trauma is with humor. So he's like, is there anything in your pockets that's going to stick me? I was like, that depends on your definition of stick. <laughs> <laughs> you probably, probably got something like that. <laughs> So, yeah. did you say so define like, stick <laughs> so he uh he puts like he, he to, they're searching the car they put all of our food on the top on the on the top of the car and it wasn't up. What? cold out yeah it was cold yeah, out you yeah. said yeah it was like it was like it wasn't cold out like freezing cold but it was like getting it was like the falls so it was like getting chilly out and you know he put our food on the the cops put our food on the on the on the on the top of the car searching the car and then we're out there for like, after like 10 minutes of them searching the car, searching us, like asking us questions. And I'm like, hey man, not for nothing. Um, I ordered a chili and it's getting cold. How long is it going to take? Uh, valid <laughs> answer or valid cold, question rather. Like, I'm, cold I'm a chili. chili is not what I want right now. No. <laughs> and then the cop, the, uh, one of the undercover cops I was giving, like he kind I guess he thought I was giving him attitude. And I was just kind of like being, I to me, I thought I was kind of like, Playing, like being friendly and like joking around yeah but he didn't yeah. take it too well <laughs> so they they're done searching everything they're like all right and we're like yo but what was that about they were like you guys fit a description and we're like we're a puerto rican guy a two two black guys and a panamanian dude like what description what village people group are you guys <laughs> yeah. looking for it's like <laughs> like honestly man it sounds like you just described like a joke that cops would tell at a, at a cop bar he's like oh, a panamanian yeah. guy two black guys and a <laughs> like walk into a <laughs> wendy's, through a wendy's. Through a <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly they walk into the cop bar later like we got a great one for you guys we, this is what we got like i guess that wasn't the scariest thing i get there's also the time i, I actually did get arrested and spent the spent uh the night in in central booking and um Oof. that was that was actually scary i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna lie because like i'm not that's not my life i don't like i'm i used to work for a nonprofit where like you know i would uh we, we work with people uh that couldn't afford bail so we try to get them released without paying bail so i got used to reading rap sheets and i would see people that get would get arrested four or five times a year yeah. for like yeah. 20 years so like and me i'm, I'm just, i got arrested one time i spent one night in in booking and i learned my lesson Whatever, like the thing that i did i never did again i never i got arrested basically because i got a ticket for an open open beer that i never paid and then it became a bench warrant oh. and then the next time they got me i was walking in between the subway doors so like in, in new york i know you guys are from colorado Nashville. Nashville, yeah, and also Nashville. we're all, we're both uh, petty criminals that have had lots of run-ins with the law. But as you can see, we're both very white men, so I'm sure we've been treated a lot differently. Okay, nicely by these cops. Right. I so basically, obviously, open container. You're not in New York. You're not allowed to have open open container in public. 
I always thought that if it was in paper bag, you were fine. But anyway, I got a ticket in college, never paid it. If you don't pay a ticket, it, after a while, it becomes a bench warrant. So like, if you get a re- if you get like a summons, they can arrest you. They it's up to them really. So it was like the end of the month. It was in November, so like they uh like like right around Thanksgiving, and they were just like at the end of the month they're trying to fill a quota, so they'll they'll just round up everybody like whatever it is they'll you know open like suspended license like whatever it is they'll 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 arrest you if they can. So, uh, the subways in New York, uh, they're usually like eight cars or ten cars, and like, um, I was living in a part of Queens where. Mm-hmm uh the it's the last stop or the first stop depending on where you're coming from so uh i thought that you couldn't go in between the subway doors to get to the next car uh unless like i thought you couldn't do it if the train was moving so i, I the train hadn't left the station yet so i was like right, i think I, I thought i was good i walk in between because to get to the next car so a cop comes up he asked me for my license he was uh i was he's like running my license he's like yo man I'm sorry, but I got to bring you in. I was like, why? He's like, you have a bench warrant. I was like, for what? He's like, you didn't pay a ticket or something. That's and as soon as he said that, I'm like, shit, I didn't pay that ticket. So the thing that people don't realize in New York, if you get arrested, as soon as you get the cuffs put on you, that's 24 hours of your, gone, of your life gone. Like, no matter what. There's no way. Like, if you, if you, unless you have a lawyer, which... For something like a like a violation or a misdemeanor, it makes no sense that to pay for a lawyer. But um, once they put the cuffs on, that's it. Twenty four hours. This they can you you they can legally detain you for up to seventy two hours. Right after yeah. seventy two yeah. hours, they have to let you go. But usually, twenty four hours is like how long it takes. Um, sometimes longer on the weekends, but like typically, like luckily it was a Wednesday for me. Um, so it was 3.30. The, the, the cop was pretty chill. He let me call my job. I told my job I was because I was on my way to I was doing like the Rockefeller Center tree lighting. I was for a radio station. I used to do like street team stuff, like promotion. So I called my they let me call my job. I called my job. I'm like, hey, this is what's happening, just so you know, blah, blah, blah. All right. So all I had on me was like a change of clothes because I had a comedy show that night. I was producing a show, I was hosting it. And I had a change of clothes and I had a beef patty, uh, a Jamaican beef patty in my bag. So the, they, they take me into the, the, the van. They take me down to the precinct, fingerprint me. They took the laces out of my sneakers. I was, it was laundry day. So I was wearing basketball shorts as the boxers. They stole the laces out of your shoes because you had an old warrant because you had an open fucking beer once. Pretty Dude, much. Dude, yeah. that is I thought I thought New York was supposed to be like a fucking like more intellectual type uh, place or like where people were like no. more like no nope. I guess I'm an ignorant fucking southern white dude. <laughs> yeah. nope. I spent a little time nope. in New York and that's not. I mean, they take they take all I've your been in New York. <laughs> I, dude, I was wearing jewelry. They took my they took my ring, my chain. They put they keep they keep all your all your property. Yeah, they took my shoelaces because the thing is their per, their perspective is they don't know what you did so this is the same for everybody like let's say I, if i if i if i was being charged with a felony maybe i'm like messed up in the head and like i might go and harm harm myself like when i get to the tombs or rikers or whatever it is so um so they took every they took the 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 the, the elastic string out of my shorts 
So oh like I had God. to hold them up the whole night, my belt, everything, right? So uh, I know how the legal system works. And I, they, I told them, yo, can I make a phone call and let someone know like where I'm at? And they let me, but like, they were like, no, no, no. I was like, look, I have a comedy show tonight. I can get somebody else to host it. But, you know, let me, let me know now. And I'll call someone. I can get a host because that's $400 potentially I'm missing out on. He's like, no, 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 yeah. you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'm like, what do you mean? You'll be fine? I was like, I, I know that, that as soon as you put these cuffs on, my, the next 24 hours are gone. He's yeah. like, no, that's, in, that's only in Manhattan. This is, this is Queens. It's different. And I'm like, I don't know, man. So he's like, trust me. I'm like, and this is, this is what they're trained to do. They're trained to defuse the situation. Well, no, I disagree with that. They're trained to tell you whatever they can to calm you down. Uh, they do not defuse. But this guy was trying, I was, I was calm. I was like, look, I know I'm going to get out. I didn't do anything wrong. Like it was just a ticket that I didn't pay. I'll be out tomorrow. I just, I'm worried about, you know, this money that I'm going to lose. I, uh, the process to get fingerprinted and it takes a few hours. And then what they, what they do is from the precinct, they take you to central booking. Every borough has its own like central booking where the courthouse is and everything like that. So essentially, um, they don't like to take people one at a time because it's a waste of resources. So they'll wait like until the, towards the end of their shift, once they're done, done paperwork and they'll bring a bunch of people all at once. Um, so like, you'll see like at the end of a shift, it'll be like 20, 30 people from all different precincts in the, the borough coming to central booking. So luckily it didn't take that long. I was there for about three hours. They let me eat the beef patty. I will give them credit for that. They did. They were like, hey man, we're either gonna throw this away or let you, if you want it, you can eat it. And I knew that huh. the only other opportunity to eat would have been those crusty ass peanut butter sandwiches. That what a, I don't fucking, know what a fucking gentleman. He, let you, he let you eat your own food. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was nice of him, very nice of him. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, I'm sure because it could be so much fucking worse that it's like they let you eat your food and shit. Right. Where they like fucking tear up your, like steal the elastic from your shorts and Jesus. fuck up your shoes. <laughs> I can't believe they took elastic out. Dude, yeah. I, I want to yeah. ask you something though. So you, did you, so you spent the night in jail? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what this is, what scares me because I've been there before, but I want to hear your take. I've never been in New York jail. I've only been in Southern, uh, uh whatever jail anyway i've heard stories but what was the scariest part about staying the night in jail well the this the scariest part was was in the beginning really because it was this this is a this is my first time my only time it was me and like maybe one or two other guys they drove us to central booking you gotta do the you gotta another mug shot and like we gotta you gotta there's like 30 dudes in one holding cell or something yeah, so the first, so they, what they do is they move you from pen to pen. And like the first holding cell is like right. everybody. So right. Like, it was like 30 people. There was one guy who was like, I guess he was, he was there for assault. He was like covered in dry blood. Like his shirt was like, <laughs> oh. Because you should blood. mix somebody with the old bench warrant with someone that's got blood all over him. <laughs> Why would yep. you? That's terrifying. They were, uh, dude. Because that's the thing. They don't, felony, misdemeanor, violation, no. doesn't matter. They put they, everybody, and then once they kind of like start figuring out who's who, if they need to, because like a lot of times, if like if it's like a felony assault, those people get expedited so that they can take them to to um, intake for, for like jail jail. 
but they don't know right away. So they brought me in and like, they got to do like a, there's a pre-trial interview, like the, the job that I used to do. Um, they did it from like, as soon as he, I was he, like, the guy will start asking me questions. I was like, look, I know the deal. I'm just going to answer these real quick. I'm going to tell you right now. It was like, basically it's like, like all your, all your answers are graded on a point system. So like, if you have an address, you've lived there for more than a year and a half, you live with somebody, you have a job or you work or you, you're working full-time or in school full-time, all those count for you because those are all reasons that you wouldn't come back for, that you would come back for court. So at that point, they started moving it along. They, they took like 25 of us, moved us to another cell. And then out of that 25, they took like me and like one, me, everybody but me and like one of the guys, they took them to, to, the, to the court to, to, to see the judge because court closes at like midnight. So at that point, there's two phones in every cell. There's a free phone that you can call with that you make a lo- you can make local calls, and you can't make long long distance calls. And there's another phone. There's a pay phone. So the guy, there's a guy who is so comfortable in jail that he starts he calls his girl. <laughs> he's like Jonesing on the free phone and i'm like i don't want to like fight this guy because like he seemed like the, like that kind of person he was on first name basis with the corrections officers like it was oh, no. Oh, no. They, were bringing, <laughs> they brought him in they were like you back again and he was like yeah you know he like curls up on the bench he's talking to his girl on the phone blah, blah, blah. so i'm like all right well i guess i'm gonna call my mom collect so i call my mom collect i'm like hey this is what's happening i let her know so I call another friend of mine because at that point I'm like it's still early enough. I was like, "Yo, I need you to host the comedy show. Get the list of this is the this these are the comics performing, you know. Just and by then they had already canceled the show, so that's money lost. Um, so now there's a whole other side of the story that I don't even know because there were people looking for me that that they thought I was they thought I was missing or whatnot. So by then I was like, "All right, well I'm just gonna write it out." They bring back like 25 people back into the cell. Now it sells packed. It's like midnight. It's everybody, people are standing. There's no room. I got a seat. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm not sleeping. I felt I stayed awake almost the entire night. I fell asleep like the next morning at like 10:45. They woke us, they kind of woke us up to clean the cells. They moved us to another cell. And then that's what they keep doing. They just move you from cell to cell before you see the, the, your lawyer. So they gave me, they assigned me a lawyer. And uh he was like, it's your first time. Just stay quiet. Don't say anything. I'll do all the talking. Uh, they'll probably give you like a, an ACD, which is a, it's, it's a conditional dismissal. So basically, as long as I stay out of trouble for whatever amount of time the judge says, then my record is sealed and nobody can see it or whatever. It's just a violation. So finally, at like four o'clock, I get out. I, I see the judge, conditional dismissal, stay out of trouble for six months. I get out, right? So now I don't have my cell phone. I don't have, I, I, all I had was $5 cash on me. I ran across the street to McDonald's. I hadn't used the bathroom <laughs> that, all that time. Holding up your shorts, running across the street. And a fucking undercover cop said, what are you doing street. over here buying fast food? Let me fucking. <laughs> Bro, I, I sprint across the street. I get the, a large Dr. Pepper and a McDouble. I take a dump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I stop a guy on the street. I the only phone number I can remember was my one, my best one of my best friends. I call him. I'm like, yo, this is where I'm at. Please come get me. He picked me up. We took we went to the, back to the precinct. Picked up my property, like all my clothes and whatever. 
and he took me home. I took the longest, hottest shower I've ever taken in my entire life. The all, mo- most of the clothes I was wearing, I threw out, except for my, my jacket. And I slept for like 13 hours. I, I shit you not. It was the worst experience of my life. That is, first of all, uh, Stan, I had no idea you were going to come out of the gate with some like really, really fucking like, like, like important fucking like, like soci- sociological, like the world we live in type shit. Uh, Bro. And, but like cops are always scary. I don't I mean, care what you say. You know, and and it, also, <laughs> yeah, like just, they want boys and ghouls. Beware <laughs> that <laughs> New York City <laughs> is still <laughs> an extremely racist place where police abuse their power, and the system oh, itself yeah. is a fucking uh, beast unto its own. Everybody, check out Stan to Lewis comedy. It's fucking hilarious. Also, if you want oh, to just hear you. him talk to me, where we have more time. There will be episode 22 of my views of my own podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Stan. Dude, where the fuck did you even get this hotel, man? This sucks. I'm so hungry. Oh, man, I don't know. I found Miss Balthazar is supposed to be a super host on the Airbnb app. And I don't I don't know. I'm sorry. When she hears her name, she's all up here. Ah, where'd you come from? Ah, Jesus Christ. Did you say you were hungry? Yeah, I said I was hungry, but not for anything you have. You well, creep. I have is whatever your heart desires from the snack bar. Is that, oh, is that like a mini bar, like $20 shots and shit? If that is what your heart desires, my dearie. Oh, shit. I think she wants your heart to desire to like have a bunch of shots out of the mini bar well i don't i don't desire that well what else you got you know what i desire real quick (laughs) (laughs) that you know what my heart desires my heart desires to go to the next guest i know i'm ready to hear hey miss balthazar get out of here and quit sneaking up on mrs belvedere get the fuck out of here yeah we already paid our our dues i i'm done like bring on the next guest Welcome, Zorananda, to the Halloween Spooktacular. Hello, thank you. And if you'll recall, (laughs) Zorananda was a guest on this podcast before the very first Halloween Spooktacular, which is amazing. Uh, So thank you so much for coming back, man. Episode 18, I think. Yeah, you're so welcome. You know what? I saw posts um, even last year, and I think you did some updates uh, throughout the year about it. And man, I just thought it was super cool. So it's I'm stoked to uh, to be invited and tell my my story. I want to hear a scary story. I want to hear a scary story too. This dude right here, because he looks like he uh, sees some shit. Zornanda, yeah. can you please share a scary tale? So when I was 18 years old, I lived in an apartment with my brother, and you know, just a normal place you know, two bedroom apartment, whatever. And, you know, he was coming out of some rough times and, you know, I was there to help him change his life. And little did we know what exactly we were moving into. For example, I'm sure you guys have seen the ring. Oh, Oh, we were talking about that earlier, dude, for sure. And I'm sure your listeners have seen the ring. So just, 
you know, put in your mind again the well. Yeah. And that girl creepily climbing out of it with her dirty white dress, long, greasy black hair covering her face. So we're living in this apartment. And after about maybe about like six months living in, living in there, weird shit starts happening. And it's not um, like, it's not too scary. Like I've, I've gone through a lot of things. So anytime at around like 2 AM, like any day around 2 AM, I would start hearing cupboards opening and closing the, like my brother and I would validate this because we'd wake up in the morning to cupboards open and we'd be like, well, that's fucking weird. Like there's no way any of us are doing it. Right. And it slowly progresses where I start having these really creepy dreams and I start having these creepy dreams with that little girl. And at first, Holy shit. at first I, I don't know what to do with it because she kind of shows up out of nowhere and doesn't really do too much. But there's this one dream I have where I'm literally just in the bathroom and it's one of those weird dreams where you've kind of are waking up out of a deep sleep and you're just immediately in a dream and I'm in a bathroom and I see my shadow creep along the floor and up onto the wall. And she pops out of the shadow and she's like emitting this high pitched fucking scream that just oh, terrifies me to my core. And I like run up and put my hand on her face and I just like yell no at her and I wake up and I think to myself, okay, there's something going on here. And I think I have to take it a little bit more serious. And this is a time where I'm like just getting into paranormal paranormal activity and like esoteric material and um, entities and ghosts and stuff like that. So this all leads up to this one particular day. I'm at home one night and my brother's out. No one else is in the apartment. It's just me. And it's around seven o'clock at night. And I'm like, sweet. I have the place to myself. I'm just going to smoke a little joint and just like chill and hang out. So I smoke a little bit of weed sit down on my couch and close my eyes. And I just kind of feel like I'm just relaxing. I'm not really thinking about meditating or anything, but crystal clear in my mind, I hear this voice that says, why don't you leave your body? <laughs> oh, and I think to myself, I'm like, wow. Cause I'm stoned. Right. And I'm like, wow, that sounds like a great idea. And I feel <laughs> myself relaxing back. I feel myself going outside of my body backwards and up. And I suddenly feel like I'm standing and I open my eyes and I'm outside of my body and I'm standing behind my futon that I was sitting on looking at myself seated there. And I look around my apartment. I'm like, holy shit, I fucking did it. Like, I don't know how I did it, but I fucking did it. So I'm, I'm looking around the place and it's just a basic apartment, you know, like, um, my back was to the patio. When you look forward, um, you can see the like little dining room 
um, where the dining room table is and then into the kitchen. And then there's a wall that divides the kitchen in the hallway and the hallway leads to the bedroom. I'm looking and I'm, I'm seeing that the ceiling fan is still going. The light is still on. But when I look at the light and how it shines into the kitchen, there's just this wall of black, this wall of darkness that the light cannot penetrate into. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, wow, that is super weird. And out of the corner of my eye, in the hallway that leads to the bedroom, I see the little girl standing there in the dark. And it just creeps me out for a second. So I'm like, holy shit, she's fucking there. And I just pretend like I didn't notice her. And I'm looking around the place. And then suddenly I just look and I capture her in my gaze and I fixate her there. And I'm staring at her and I ask her, who are you and what are you doing here? And how did you get here? And she's just frozen there. You know, like just imagine like this creepy looking girl, long black hair, but she has no control of the situation. I just have her captured in my gaze and you're you're in a meditative state well i'm like full you're, like you're, you're still out of body, body at this point right yeah. you're, not, you're not in a physical state you're no you're i'm out of body I'm, I'm not right yeah so i i like everything goes silent because i'm like staring at her and then out of the corner of my eye i see the ceiling fan just like turn once and then i look at it quickly and i look back and she's gone and so i Lost literally fly i'm like flying towards her into the hallway and i fly into the bathroom where i see her standing in the mirror she's on the other side of the mirror but the mirror has no reflection the mirror shows this whole other world that's like this like dark purple like weird place like it's just a weird place and i like see the ethereal planes yeah and I see behind her like these like other kind of like beings that are walking around that look like kind of lifeless, but they're they're they just are looking looking super creepy. And I go to turn on the light, the light doesn't turn on. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, I totally forgot that I was even like outer body. And I was just like, holy shit, I'm like this is a whole other place that I'm in. I look in the mirror and I see her standing there in the mirror. And she looks at me and she's like, I've needed your help. I'm stuck in this place. And I, and I like, Holy I've been trying to get you to help me, but you haven't been listening. So I, I've been like, uh, you know, just getting frustrated. And I looked at her and I was like, well, I'm coming in there. And I reached my hand into the mirror and I watched my fingers go into the mirror. And that voice from the beginning snapped in and was like, you are not allowed in there. And I snapped back to my body and I flew you got sucked back in and Holy I flew back to my body shit. and I snapped up and I just looked at myself. I was like, Holy shit. What just happened? And I just took the moment to like recall that. And I was just like, so freaked out. And I just realized that this little girl came from this other place and used my mirror as a way to like the portal portal through. And after that, I didn't see her ever again. 
That was just like the end of it. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> oh, that's fucking all right, crazy. Man. There's, a, there's a few things to like bring up. First of all, uh, Zornon is a person who has definitely spent his life uh, like pursuing and trying to understand the unknowable and doing like, you know, a lot of like hard work to like figure that out. And, you know, that's one of those things, man. It's like, cause you get these experiences, like when you really do. And I we talked about this in an, uh, on another part of this episode where like uh, when I was a lucid dreamer and mm-hmm. I didn't always like what I got out of that. There's something more to it that we don't want to fucking understand. Man. Were those children in the ethereal planes that you saw or those people in the planes that you saw when you're out of body were they like blue no they're black they look like just like silhouettes of people just like like roaming aimlessly without really you know any direction or anything so i consider myself um an indigo child but i like can connect with what you're speaking on of seeing silhouettes and I've seen both black and blue silhouettes and uh, I've never seen what you're talking about, the girl, but uh, it sounds like you got, it sounds like you almost hit the fourth dimension by seeing this girl that wanted your help. And then, and then she kind of got it and then disappeared, but it's uh, definitely sounds definitely very creepy. So good spooky story on you i i have to ask this man because i've been like i know you're i mean you're a writer you're a smart dude you're highly educated all that shit but you know like you have uh pursued uh like you know trying to learn about like a lot of like the unknowable Mm -hmm. do you have any kind of like theory of like what that was yeah so i think when you personally pursue phenomenal experience that are outside the realm of what we're normally educated on, that your own imagination um, kind of allows you to have these experiences that um, are almost seemingly out of nowhere. And I do also think that it's built in genetically, like, Um, you know, my parents have told me crazy stories that they've went through and dreams as well, too. So I think there is this element of not only, um, that you're manifesting it yourself, but also it's just a part of your like lineage. It's just part of your genetics where there's something, uh, within just like the wiring of your brain and just how you process information that there's a synchronicity involved in allowing you to have these experiences um, just for yourself, right? Because, you know, how can I prove that happened? Um, For me personally, there is this ongoing um, theme of dream work and lucid dreaming, and then also Um, these like kind of phenomenal experiences of interacting with entities or beings that kind of step outside of the realm of dreaming and are almost more real than just like something you can put off on the side and be like, Oh yeah, that was just a dream. Right. It's like, it's a visceral thing. You wake up or you come out of it and you're like, Holy shit. That like, that was real. There's something to it. That's more than, you know, what we can explain. Zorananda, thank you so much for coming back on my visa round podcast 
everybody check out his episode episode 18 it deserves another look it's amazing and uh your last book um future life progression are you uh got any new books in the works um yes i was actually working on the outline of my yoga book today so i have a goal of um, finishing the outline by the end of the year and then actually starting to write and put everything together so that you know i can spend next year writing it and having it out sometime in the near future yeah. yeah dude keep me in the loop uh i can't wait till i can't wait to read it dude well that yeah. story was very spooky also yeah but it was very nice talking to you all right man yeah nice talking to you too thanks man enjoy your evening and peace out happy guys. halloween Halloween. <laughs> thanks for listening to my views are my own podcast if you'd like to contact me wait 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 what hold up doug what did you did you see this newspaper over here uh no i don't read newspapers because they're dumb why what did it say well i know our our generation reads everything on instagram but you know i just saw this paper that's from 1921 well then fine hand it to me it's from 19 myth miss brothelham here that's been serving us all night she died wait a second let me look at this newspaper Mrs. Bumblefoot died in 1921? Today. Today? In 1921. That was almost 100 years ago. That was 100 years ago. I am horrified. But at the same time, I don't give a shit. Because I have to say... Well, she kind of sucked. <laughs> All she, she had to offer in the mini bar was Pringles. Really, she really did suck as a ghost. I, uh, I mean... I mean, yeah, I don't. I haven't known many ghosts. Should we? Do, should, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm just. I'm just glad it's over. I'm yeah. done with her, and I'm done with this Airbnb uh, haunted mansion. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. To my views are my own dot com. <laughs> my views are my own dot com. Halloween spooktacular two. Do another take, please. My views are my own dot com. <laughs>